Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 23rd, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. I know I ate way too much, but uh, that's how I do it on Thanksgiving. It is the eve of the game, of course, and let's start right at the top, Steve. Uh, the Wolverines are favored by four and a half points over the Buckeyes tomorrow. Steve, who is going to win this game, and what will the final score be, in your opinion? Ohio State is going to win the game 27-24, to 24, and here's why. I think that Ohio State's offense is still going to manage uh, to put the ball in the end zone. I think Michigan's offense uh, struggled last week in the red zone against Indiana and may have similar issues, even though Ohio State's defense uh, may not be the best. It seems to me Ohio State's defense is, is at a disadvantage when they have the opponent pinned deep uh, in the other end, when they when they when they let them get into the red zone, they usually do a little better job. So, who could figure that that would be uh, the way that it goes? But um, I'm, in all seriousness, I just think, and again, um, playing in Ohio Stadium is going to be a tremendous advantage for Ohio State. And I just I don't know. Something tells me that that where people don't think that there's a lot of leadership on this team, the things I've seen this team overcome in person, like last week in Penn State and some different things this season, I think there is. I think it's just quiet leadership. It's not raw, raw leadership like people, you know, think. It, it's guys like Terry McLaurin and Johnny Dixon, you know, just making plays that that no one would expect them to make. And it just, I don't know, it just, to me, I think there's something there uh, Draymond Jones, you know, coming through in the clutch, making a big play, just um, just little things like that. I don't know quite why, but, um, you know, Michigan, we've, you know, kind of the old Denny Green thing, you know, you want to crown them, crown them, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't know. They're a good team, They're but they didn't play particularly well last week against Indiana. Of course, Ohio State didn't play particularly well last week against Maryland, so... Um, that's kind of my thought, is that, that Ohio State playing at home makes them uh, even that much tougher to beat. Yeah, I have a similar score. I also have Ohio State winning this game. I have it 24-23. to 23. I like that Ohio State's the underdog in this one. I think that's going to get them in the right place mentally. Now, this is, this is a good Michigan team. They're complete, and um, I will not be surprised at all if Michigan finally ends their drought in Columbus. I've not won here since 2000. Um, but uh, I'm going to pick the Buckeyes. I just feel like Urban Meyer, when he's an underdog, uh, backs against the wall, playing at home. You know, if this is a neutral side, if they're playing in, especially if they're playing in Ann Arbor, they never played a neutral side. I don't even know why I said that. If they're playing at the big toilet bowl at Michigan Stadium, um, I would be really concerned about this game. I'd probably pick Michigan to win. But I'm going to pick the Buckeyes, um, 24-23. All right, Steve, we have four questions from Morning 5 listeners in, slash Buckeyes subscribers. Let me go ahead. in just one, go ahead. one of the things. There's a possibility of rain. I, I saw earlier in the week as much as a 100% chance of rain, and that's why uh, where I, I think it could have been a shootout, I'm not sure that it will be just because of the conditions, but still should be, uh, you know, each team should be able to manage at least three touchdowns, I think. But I just wanted to throw that in there that, you know, the possibility was that it could have been a, a 42-41 game like we saw a few years ago, but I I don't think with the conditions going to be the way they are, I'm not sure that that's, that's going to be the case. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, that's, it will be interesting to watch. They're still sticking with 
it might the rain might taper off by game time. It's supposed to rain all morning. We'll probably have at least some rain during the game, but we'll okay. see. We will see how that goes. Um, all right, we have uh, some questions from subscribers, from listeners that we're going to answer. Um, let's start with Beatem Bucks eighty six. Beatem Bucks eighty six. He says, Stephen Dave, do you see a scenario where the defense makes any substantial changes in scheme from last week? Any more player rotation as far as like Justin Hilliard or Baron Browning? Now that he's healthy, Dante Booker, and he adds, all the stops need to be pulled out to win this game. So, Steve, do you see the defense making any big changes for the game tomorrow? Well, I would hope that they learned from what happened against Maryland, and in Maryland in particular. Uh, ran twice to the short side um, once they put him in motion and the defense shifted to, to the to the field side and that was not necessary. First of all, the quarterback wouldn't have been capable of making a throw from the left side of the field to the right side of the field uh, quick enough to where they couldn't have reacted to it. So I think that they were very overprotective of those screens and you know whatever it was that uh, they thought Maryland was trying to do by loading up the wide side of the field, and they left the, the field side completely vulnerable uh, to, to what we saw. And if they do that against Michigan, I mean, forget it. I mean, Higdon will take it the distance. So I think that they've got to uh, to shore that up. I think that's the first thing. I don't know why you'd show that or play that, but that's what happened on those two plays. And then uh, beyond that, I agree. I think Baron Browning is going to play some if uh, if he's healthy and and ready to go, uh, which they say he is. Uh, I like games where they've rotated a lot of defensive linemen in to keep uh, Jones and Young fresh. But when the money's on the line, I want those two guys out there because they make things happen. So um, you know, not not so much for everybody else. Though Andrews is a good run player. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just figured that uh, Arnett and uh, Sheffield are going to have their hands full with uh, Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, DPJ is a little bit of a freak, in my opinion. Uh, he doesn't have big numbers for the year, but uh, he can make big plays. So, I don't know. That's kind of my thought. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think it will be a better game defensively. Let's Let's just say that. Next question is from GH Buck twenty three. GH Buck twenty three. He wants to know. He says, "Why are both Grinch and Shiano on the sidelines? How can they run a good defense without one of the actual coordinators in the press box? Who is in the press box? Bill Davis." Um, that's the end of his question. Um, yeah, this is one that I've wondered all year too. This is a good question because I think one of those guys should be in the press box, either Grinch or Shiano. And yeah, I believe Bill Davis is in the press box. They might have Tavor Johnson up there too. Um, Steve, your thoughts on that question? I think it's a really good one. Oh, I agree 100% because, um, you know, I think they had Chiano on the sideline to help out Ryan Day early in the season, and maybe that's just the groove that they got into. But I don't understand why they kept that once Urban Meyer was back. They they should have moved Chiano back upstairs and, uh, you know, where he could see the field. You're right. I just uh, – this just hasn't gone well. I don't know what to say, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Defensively, they need to do much better if they expect to do anything big here at the end of the year. Next question is from OWU Buckeye 51. OWU Buckeye 51 it says, Who is the paper tiger here? Is it that team up north's defense who hasn't faced any potent offenses all year, or Ohio State's offense who hasn't faced a defense like this all year? What say these, Steve? Mm, I don't. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I don't know that Ohio State hasn't played some good defenses. I think uh, Michigan State and Maryland, at least with some disciplines, were pretty good. I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to be much better than number one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree in premise. But we've seen great Michigan defenses uh, last year, the year before. Ohio State scored 30 the year before. They scored 31 uh, last year against a great Michigan defense. So we've seen it in the past, uh, and Ohio State still managed to put the ball in the end zone. So, um, you know, it's hard to keep a great offense down. That's that's the thing that I think about. And uh, unless Ohio State turns the ball over, which they did do that last week, three turnovers, and uh, that really helped Maryland uh, a lot. If Ohio State can avoid those turnovers, that they will have, uh, I feel, a great shot uh, to put the ball in the end zone. So, um, you know, do I expect them to score 45 points? No, but they're not going to get shut out. I can't imagine that. Yeah, and I don't think either unit is a paper tiger. We're talking about an excellent Michigan defense, and we're talking about an excellent Ohio State offense. For all the hand-wringing we've done about this Ohio State team, myself included, this is the number two total offense in the country. We're not going to see a passing offense at Ohio State like this for a long, long time, assuming Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins leaves early. Maybe he won't, so maybe we'll see it again next year. But we've never seen one like this before, and it's going to be a long time before we see one like this again if we ever see one like this again. So I think both units are fantastic. Neither one of them are a, are a paper tiger, in my opinion. Uh, all right, last question from a subscriber. This is from Captain M. Smith, Captain M. Smith. He asks, will the offensive game plan be to throw, loosen up the Michigan D to possibly set up the run later, or will we establish the run from the start? He says, I think the former is the better approach. So basically he wants to come out almost kind of like Jim Trestle did in that 2005 game at Michigan. There's been some other ones. Even 2006 when Ohio State came out throwing the ball all over the lot. He's saying they need to come out, throw the ball to set up the run. Don't try and just run the ball to set up the pass. I agree with what he's saying there, Steve. I think they need to come out and establish the throw, because they're not just going to be able to run the ball down Michigan's throat to start the game off, in my opinion. What do you think? I agree. I think that uh, you have got to uh, put Michigan on their heels. So if you can make a good drive to start the game or mount a good drive and put the ball in the end zone first and draw first blood, that usually uh, can give you a psychological edge. And I think I would agree. I think that they need to test what they're going to be able to do against Michigan's pass rush and their secondary. I think that that is uh, imperative. I think Devin Bush, the linebacker, is probably one of their, if not their best uh, player, along with Rashawn Gary. The defensive end, it doesn't sound like Chase Winovich. Uh, I guess you get conflicting information whether or not he's going to be able to play or not. But I seriously uh, doubt he's going to play. I seriously, seriously doubt he's going to play. That's yeah. just my opinion. Go ahead, Even sorry. If he does, I, I can't imagine he's 100%. So, because it sounded like a pretty serious injury if, if all things were being considered. So, <clears throat> that's a major minus for them if he can't play. So, I would agree. I think you test the pass rush and the pass defense and uh, try and move the ball quickly and get the ball in the end zone first. And, and that it does run counter, I think, to what a lot of people over the years have thought, that Ohio State tries to come out and establish the run early in the game, particularly if you're backed up in your own end. If you're starting on your own 25 after a kickoff or a punt or whatever, um, 
you know, you may try and run the ball first and be conservative, but uh, with Haskins, I don't think you have to worry about that. He has not thrown many interceptions, although that was a pick six. He threw in a triple coverage <laughs> last week. So, um, yeah, that's been the exception rather than the rule with him. So, yeah, I'd say I agree. I'd say come out throwing. Thanks to our subscribers for their questions. Those were good questions, and thanks very much to Steve Hellwagon for his wisdom on today's show. Hope everyone enjoys the game tomorrow, of course. Enjoy the leftovers today. I know I'll enjoy those, uh, but appreciate Steve Hellwagon. Thank you, Steve, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. Five, five, five.